0: Clean Water, The Incredible 30% Mortality Reducer We Can't Explain By Nick Lang TLDR The best research we have shows that clean water may provide a 30% mortality reduction to children under 5. This might be the biggest mortality reduction of any single global health intervention, yet we don't understand why it works. Here, I share my journey exploring a life-saving intervention that we don't fully understand, but really should. I may err a little on the side of artistic license, so if you find inaccuracies please forgive me, correct me or even feel free to just tear me to shreds in the comments, winky face. Heading. Part 1. GiveWell's Seemingly Absurd Numbers. I first became curious after a glance at what seemed like a dubious GiveWell-funded project. A $450,000 scoping grant for water chlorination in Rwanda? This didn't make intuitive sense to me. In sub-Saharan Africa diarrhea causes 5-10% to 10% of child mortality. While significant, the diarrhea problem continues to improve with better access to medical care, improving ORS and zinc coverage, and antibiotics for more severe cases. Over the last five years, our own Ugandan health centers have encountered surprisingly few very sick kids with diarrhea and I've hardly seen diarrhea kill a child, as opposed to malaria and pneumonia which tragically kill kids all the time. It seemed to me that even if clean water hugely reduced diarrhea mortality, the intervention would still likely be an expensive way to achieve 1 or 2% mortality reduction. So with my skeptic hat on, I clicked the GiveWell spreadsheet and my incredulity only grew. GiveWell estimated an upper bound mortality reduction of an almighty 17% for the Rwandan chlorination program. At first that made no sense, but I did expect GiveWell would likely be less wrong than me. The global burden of disease estimates that diarrhea makes up only 4.9% of total deaths in Rwanda. How could an intervention which targets diarrhea reduce mortality by over three times the total diarrhea mortality? Even if the clean water cured all diarrhea, that wouldn't come close to Givewell's mortality reduction estimate. There's an image here in the text. Something fishy was afoot, but I quickly found some answers through a Nobel Prize winners' study which was partially funded by You Guessed It. Give well. Heading. Part 2. A Nobel Prize Winner's Innovative Math. Jason Kramer won a Nobel Prize, along with two J.P.A.L. co-founders for their wonderful work pioneering randomized controlled trials to assess development interventions. What better person to try their hand at estimating the mortality benefit of clean water than a father of the RCT movement? But connecting clean water and mortality is tricky because to date no one has actually asked whether clean water can reduce child mortality. Instead, a number of RCT asked the more obvious question, does clean water reduce diarrhea? The answer obviously yes. But Kramer and company found a clever way around this. They sifted through all studies which looked at the relationship between clean water and diarrhea, and identified 12 studies that also gathered bits and pieces of mortality data. They then performed a meta-analysis, pooling that mortality data together to see whether clean water saved kids' lives. The result, they estimated that clean water caused an incredible 30% mortality reduction in kids under 5. If this is even in the ballpark of correct, clean water could could prevent 1 in 3 childhood deaths in much of sub-Saharan Africa. If Africa could chlorinate and filter all drinking water, we could save perhaps 1 million lives every year in sub-Saharan Africa alone mosquito nets might bow to their new king. To be as crystal clear as the water, this is not just a 30% reduction in diarrheal deaths, but a 30% reduction in overall under-5 mortality. To put this in perspective, mosquito nets reduce childhood mortality by about 20%, and in one smallish study the new R21 malaria vaccine R21 caused an estimated 13% mortality. This raises a fairly obvious question. How does clean water cause that almighty mortality reduction? Because it ain't just the diarrhea. Kramer and co. calculated that reduction in diarrhea deaths account ed for only 1 in 8 of the lives saved by the clean water intervention. Heading. Part 3. We already knew about this anomaly, 100 years ago. It turns out that science has been around for quite some time, and sometimes the scientific wheel of time comes full circle. Over 100 years ago, this exact same phenomenon Kramer observed in 2023, was independently discovered by two scientists on opposite sides of the world, Mills in Lawrence, USA, and Reinker in Hamburg, Germany. In the late 19th century Germany and the USA finally began systematically filtering their water. For the first time huge swathes of the Western world drank, bathed and washed clothes with water cleared of microbial soup. As expected, the horrible killer that was typhoid was all but wiped out. But Mills and Reinker noticed something more profound childhood mortality plummeted, far more than could be explained by the absence of typhoid. Some reports claimed a 40% or even 50% drop in child mortality. The world all of a sudden became a whole lot better than we expected. In a landmark 1910 paper, this anomaly was labeled the Mills Reinker phenomenon in a widely cited paper by Sedgwick, another public health legend. As I write this in Boston after the E.A.G., I feel some warm fuzzy local MIT history. There's an image here in the text. Heading. Part 4. But why? Occam's razor suggests that the reduction in mortality might be due to reduction in a range of non-diarrhea infectious diseases as well, perhaps when people wash with clean water. Bugs that cause disease such as pneumonia and meningitis are killed and don't spread as readily as before perhaps neonatal infections are reduced as cleaner water is used in the birthing process. Or maybe it's something different, when the body stops taking hits from diarrhea, malnutrition reduces and the immune system can handle other infections better. This is more likely than you might think, as without clean water kids get diarrhea all the time, in the ballpark of five times each year. However even if we add together a bunch of potential infectious disease reductions, it is not easy to explain a full 30% mortality benefit. To visualize this, here's GBD's causes of under 5 mortality in Rwanda and how much of the square we would need to cut out to account for a 30% reduction. There's an image here in the text. To demonstrate how hard it is to account for this mortality reduction, here's an example of a barely plausible lolly bag of mortality reductions that we would need to account for even a 25% total mortality reduction. 50% reduction in diarrhea mortality at the extreme end of what is reported in studies. 30% reduction in neonatal mortality. 30% reduction in pneumonia mortality. 50% reduction in malnutrition mortality. 20% reduction in malaria mortality, from improved immunity and nutrition? Clean water can't plausibly reduce malaria prevalence as mosquitoes don't care how clean your skin or gut are. Perhaps you have a better, novel idea of how this all works, can prove it and win the Nobel Prize. You might collect it hand-in-hand with Kramer as he receives his second. I suppose one could argue that the why isn't so important. What matters is the benefit, the consequences. We should pass go, collect the fantastic mortality reduction and wash our hands of the question. I disagree. Understanding the science here might reveal other hidden benefits. It may help us choose better between different methods of cleaning the water. Or if there is immunology involved. We might even be pointed towards new vaccine techniques or other solutions for infectious diseases. This mystery should be solved. Heading Part 5 What next for clean water? 1. We still need a RCT powered for mortality. This may seem like overcaution, but I don't think our data is good enough yet to call the slam dunk on clean water as this apparently epic magic bullet for reducing child mortality. Kramer looks retrospectively at data not gathered for purpose which is in epidemiological speak a little dodgy. As of yet, we have no RCT which has been designed and powered to detect mortality benefits from clean water. I have heard there may be a study underway looking at this, but I couldn't find it. Let me know if you can. If it is ongoing, I sure hope they are looking at the causes of excess mortality in the non-clean water group because that could get us a lot closer to understanding the why. Two, we should probably Continue scaling up clean water in the meantime. The data we have strongly suggests that cleaning water is likely to be a high cost effective intervention. A bigger practical debate may be how to clean the water. Evidence Action's large scale program uses multiple methods, including water dispensers for individual households and inline chlorination. However, given that these are not permanent measures, there is a reasonable more long termist argument. That simply speeding up the expansion of nationwide piped water networks might be a more durable, long-term approach albeit more expensive and slow. 3. We need to know WHY lives are being lost from dirty water, and saved by the clean stuff. Is it mostly due to one disease? From a range of diseases? From something else entirely? If we understand why, this may open up other avenues and interventions which could save further lives. We owe it to great scientists like Kramer, Mills, Reinker, and Sedgwick, but even more to the millions of kids still dying every year because they aren't drinking clean water. This article was narrated by Type 3 Audio for the Effective Altruism Forum. It was first published on November 4, 2023. The original text contained seven footnotes which were omitted from the narration. To report an issue or give feedback on this narration, go to t3a.is.